0: are listening to the 17th episode of Making Women a Film, a podcast where we sit down with women working in the film and TV industry to talk about their journeys, experiences, advice, and the importance of diversity in front and behind the camera. In today's episode, we're sitting down with Hærdes Stefansdottir. She's an Icelandic composer and has worked on movies such as The Sun is Also a Star and The Hate You Give. Today, we're going to get all into the magic of film composing and how it's a really underrated tool, as well as the discrimination against women within that particular section of the industry. Hi, Edith. Um Thank you so much for coming on all the way from Iceland. I mean, suppose it's not too far away from Glasgow. Um, how, how are you doing? How's lockdown been?
1: I'm actually good. It's been very sweet over here. Um, we haven't really had any lockdown. We had a little bit uh, in the beginning in March and April, but we are only 300,000 people. So I'm, I'm guessing that's maybe why it's a, a little easier to manage covid over here so i mean we can't really complain <laughs> <laughs> no, i first note. well we always like to just
0: go back to the very beginning and understand like how you came to the point you are now so you're a, a composer but you're also just a musician what was it that came first uh, was it music film how did all of that happen
1: Um, it was definitely the music that came first. I mean, I, I did study the piano as a child and I was a very, you know, interested, a very like nerdy child. And I, I, I really wanted just to study the piano and be a pianist. But, uh, when I was a teenager, I was more lazy and I lost interest in it altogether. And I stopped playing when I was like 17 or 18 And actually, I started doing completely different things, and I wasn't doing music at all. So, And uh, after I graduated from high school, I had no idea what to do with my life, and I signed up for law school, which was a very bad idea because it did did not fit me well. And that's kind of of when it started to happen, and I, I would come home, you know, I would skip classes, come home, play the piano, and start to write music. And I think it was weird in the sense that I I didn't really think that I was writing music and I really did not think I could do it. So it was my friend that said, hey, you're always writing music. Like, have you ever thought about, you know, studying composition or or doing something with it? And I was like, whoa, no, I have actually never thought about that. So that's how it started.
2: Did you end up studying, did you end up studying at university for composition, or did you just learn? Yeah. yeah, did you?
1: Yeah. So during that uh, year of law school, I did. Uh, my friend that was studying there's uh, an Iceland Academy of the Arts that has like a program for actors and dancers and and musicians. Uh, my friend was studying acting there, and she told me that there was a composition program, and I had no idea that such a thing even existed. So I I looked at the requirements, and I was like, okay, that sounds really hard. I'm gonna to try to apply for that. So there were a few months where I just like I had never studied any theory, music theory or anything that I started teaching myself and and just digging into it. And I applied for the program like with the with the stuff that I had written and somehow I got into it. So I did get into like a kind of like a general or classical composition program here in Iceland
2: um, and did that degree. And then when did you realize you wanted to compose music for films, though? So. Um, I, when I was studying at the, uh, taking my
1: bachelor's, uh, like I said, I was like sharing a space with the, with the actors and people making films and dancers. And that's where I started my first collaborations and, and kind of experimenting with a form of, of writing music uh, in a different context. But the fact that I like fully went into film scoring, it kind of just, I i don't really know how it happened. It just, it just happened.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think uh, it was funny when you brought up like when, you, I feel like all creative people have like a moment where they realize, oh, this hobby I do is something I could actually do for a living. Um, and then suddenly everything just makes sense. Um, Obviously, film composing, like that's an aspect that gets overlooked a lot. Um, For people who don't know so much about composing music for film specifically, can you explain to our listeners uh, what your job entails and like what your day-to-day looks like when you have a project?
1: Yeah, so writing music for film is writing the soundtrack. So films uh, often, I mean, not all of them have uh, an original soundtrack. And then there can be songs or pop music or licensed music so the role of the composer uh, is to write the original soundtrack for the film and that can be very different just depending on each project uh, and each film but in a sense writing the soundtrack is a part of the storytelling process and it's uh, it's kind of the language of the film i would say and often like the dimension of the film that you So often saying maybe what you don't see or hear on the screen.
2: When you get assigned to a film, what part of the process do you um, start your working? Like, is it the pre production, the production, or is it the post production? When does the director get you involved?
1: It's normally most common in the post production. It does happen that you are. Hired before. I have been hired before a film is shot and written music before it's shot, which is a completely different approach of, of writing a film score. But I would say it's most common to, to come in the post-production stage.
0: What do, you, what do you prefer, like being in the pre-production or post-production? Do you have like a favourite? Because <laughs> I can imagine being, must be very different.
1: Yeah, I mean, it can be very creative and nice to start exploring the music before, you know, the film has been shot. But I think, you know, some kind of a middle ground, like right now I just started a project uh, and it's kind of early stages. It's just been shot and nothing has been decided. So I'm completely just inventing the sound and the music, just taking weeks, you know, no stress, just exploring where to take it. So, so it's not when you have a little bit of time.
2: When you get assigned a role, uh, you know, you are working on a film, you're going to compose for it. How do you start that process off? Like, where, how, do you, how do you find inspiration? Um, mostly from, I would say, the
1: story and from the, from the material, from the visuals, from the cinematography, from the acting... I try, I mean, mostly with both film music and my own music, I try, I mean, there are periods where I barely listen to other music, so I kind of try to, to have, like, a musically clear, clear mind when I, when I start working on it.
2: And do you see footage um, of the film before you start composing, or do you just get, like, a general outline?
1: Yeah, you do compose in real time. So I will open up, you know, I will open, open up my software and then I will load like you know a scene from the film and the film is playing in real time and then I will just be uh, in my studio and start you know writing writing to the film Oh cool
0: Obviously so you've worked both as a composer but also just in the music departments of films. How do those roles differ? Like what what's different from those two roles?
1: Um, I mostly work as a composer but I have been in the music department as like um, having additional music in films and that basically means that you are working for another composer which write the scores and you contribute additional music or something that is curated and in line with what the composer that is the main composer is writing for the film.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Right. So you work with the
0: composer for the hate you give. Yeah. How which is a very, very powerful movie and that really comes through in the music. How was that a project for you to work on?
1: I mean, it was like a, a learning experience because that was uh, you know one of my first times getting into the world of an world and mind of another composer and putting you know, trying to adapt my language and, and what I'm doing into the to the soundtrack for that film. So you also worked on
0: uh, The Sun Is Also Starring, you were the composer there. Uh, how, how uh, can, can you walk us through um, that? Because I was listening to it today again, and it's so, it's very magical in a way, like very piano focused, and it feels like it just like lures you in. It's very calming, but it's sensational in a way too. Um, how did you come around deciding the melody for that
1: for that film? Um, the story, it's uh, a young adult film and uh, it's a romance, but it definitely has some kind of, I mean, it has like, you know, things about the, the universe, the multiverse, so it has like a little bit of kind of magical feel to it as well. So it was definitely like a combination of of writing something, you know, it had to really capture. The heart and emotion of the film which is a relationship between two people but then it definitely had these kind of I don't know magical otherworldly elements that were able to to come in a little bit of adventure
2: and I know you had an internship with the composer of Arrival how did you find that internship that's that's insane to me um he Uh, was Icelandic Johan Johansson and
1: I was living and studying in New York when I went to see a screening of the theory of everything for which he composed the, the score for that and he got nominated for an Oscar and I really really loved his work and admired it and after the screening I was very shy, but I just went and I was like, Hey, I'm Icelandic. Nice to meet you. (laughs) And um, So I just got his contact and it was a little bit later that I, I wrote to him and just asked if he needed help or if he needed someone to work for him. And he had never, you know, had an assistant before. So eventually he wrote to me and said like, Hey, do you want to start on Monday? So, I just, you know, I was uh, moved to Berlin and, and started working for him.
2: Oh my God, that's amazing. That just shows you, you know, always take the chance, always, always, always. Um, and with your experience with that, like, what, what lessons did you learn? Because he's so experienced, you know, everyone knows his name. So, what lessons did you learn from working with him? I mean, it was just my first insight into seeing how it is to work on big productions
1: and how to work on scoring films. So for me, I had like absolutely no idea what it was about. So it was a full on learning experience.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so I got to ask, um, bringing it back to like the magical elements of it. Uh, Music can evoke so many different emotions depending on the genre of the movie, and it can really, as you said before, bring up the things that are not said. um Are there any genres that you have worked on so far that are like your favorite, like the type of music you create depending on the movie, or are there anyone you would really like to try
1: um I definitely lean towards the darker things I think it comes. You know, the beauty is like one aspect, but I do like when the music can, you know, go into more experimental places. And especially when the visuals of the film and the concept can bring out music that has, you know, a big presence and a role other than just being like a nice accompaniment. Mm hmm. Yeah, that's, that's, I totally get that. There's something
0: about how it can just creep up on you uh, that's really important for, you know, movies with darker tones, especially. I think even with movies where, like, my favorite movie doesn't have a lot of music in it, uh, Portrait of a Lady in Fire, but there are two times where it does, and it's so powerful because then you can just really focus on that. And so music is just such an important part of filmmaking. Um, what What's your favorite part about
1: it? I don't know. I guess it's the moments where you're able to create or write something that surprises you. Because sometimes when you're working on films, it's different from writing your own stuff where you have your own world and, and no one is telling you what to do. But sometimes working on a story and working on a film can bring out something very unexpected and maybe show you dimensions of yourself that you didn't even
2: know. Um, the Statistic here it reads a study by the University of Southern California in 2018 found that of the top 100 fiction films at the box office every year from 2007 to 2017 only 16 female composers were hired in comparison to 1,218 men hearing that does that shock you what's your um, experience with woman representation in the world of film
1: composing. I can barely like it is a little bit shocking, I have to say. Sixteen females out of one
2: thousand two
1: hundred twenty men. Yeah, I mean it's ridiculous. It's it's hard to I, I definitely feel that things are changing for real in a positive way. I do feel that in the industry. But I mean a few years ago when I was living in New York and I was studying I was so it was so hard to find role models and to see where the women were going. And I I remember being frustrated. I was studying; all my teachers were men. Everyone we studied about were men, and I was like, like, what is that supposed to show us? It's you know, I was studying in 2017. Like, where do the women go, and why are we half females in the class, and why are they not making it into the professional industry? So it's definitely a big question mark and, you know, and not really inspiring in, in some way, but, you know, with Hiltur with Gwynadóttur from Iceland, you know, getting the Oscars, Grammys, you name it, Golden Globes, the two fantastic soundtracks and a lot of other women actually doing really, really cool things. Probably much cooler than the, than the men out there, I have to say. I think it's, things are changing. It's going to probably take a little little bit of time, but eventually it will get there.
0: It's really interesting what you said again about, you know, when you're in school and you're like, well, all of these women are studying with me. Where do they go? And you see the same like for nearly all parts of filmmaking. Fifty uh, percent of film students are women. And yeah, it's like two percent who make it. And so it feels like it's not just because it can't possibly be that women just don't make as good music or just don't make as good movies. Like that doesn't make sense. There is obviously a bigger bias there. Um, What has your personal experience been with it? Obviously, you have made quite a few like really big, uh, have quite a lot of experience, um, but I'm sure it can't always have been easy.
1: Yeah, I mean like I said, when I was taking my first steps, uh I I had this vision. I was, you know, there were so I, I couldn't even I didn't even know a single woman that was doing what I was doing. And also to not have, you know, people in your life or people around you that inspire you, not just people over the internet or people you read about, is a little bit strange and I was really seeking out you know to find other women that were doing this just to you know get get advice and 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 understanding what to do but um yeah I mean I don't know and then just like I guess it was a strike of luck that I somehow ended up getting like a foot in the door and being able to start working in this field because just getting the jobs and getting there is definitely not an easy process. A lot of talented people, people out there, but, you know, actually getting, getting the, getting to do it is, is something that takes time.
2: Yeah. It's funny how you say when you're studying, there was, you know, other females in the classroom, but everyone you studied and, you know, your lectures were men, that doesn't seem very hopeful. And, you know, like, Vita said only like a certain percent of women actually make it in the industry it kind of makes you think that it's not the women that are doing anything wrong it's the industry that you know is really built by men for men. It's built by men and i just like with with like female directors that
1: are you know more and more of them but definitely less and of course when when the industry is dominated by men and you know mostly white men in a certain age group they will I mean, they are storytellers and they will seek out something that is familiar to them to tell the stories, which is so strange because there are stories about so many things where, where, where it's about different people from different nations, about females, and always, you know, having, as a composer, is a part of the storytelling, and if the composer is always like a 50-year-old white man, it's, you know, it's very one-dimensional. And I think there is a, a big awakening of having, you know, people, of men, women, you know, trans or, or whatever, from different nations to represent and be the storytellers of, of stories that um, have these subjects. So,
2: um, When you're working um, and you're composing music, um, is there a difference from when you're working maybe with men versus when you're working with women or is it all the same to you
1: I have to say I have mostly worked with women I have only one oh. worked with a male director
2: really oh, that's fantastic
1: um I also uh
0: is it true that you were pregnant while you were composing for The uh, "The Sun is Also a Star? Because that's like incredible. I can't imagine uh, how much that uh, must have been.
1: Yeah, uh, that is true. Um, and I was seven months pregnant when I got hired for the film. So I had a pretty, pretty literal deadline to finish the score.
0: It did did that like uh, I mean I I assume it kind of changed uh, the process from like how you usually do it or
2: it changed
1: it in a very good way because there was just something you know within me that was more important than you know even though it's getting like the biggest you know like a Hollywood film a gr- biggest opportunity of my life at that time it was still kind of just like small in comparison you know to the little girl that I had inside of me so I think it made me really relaxed and san. so I haven't really you know since after I had the child and did other projects it's definitely been more stressful because then I don't have you know any excuse like you know <laughs> having to give birth <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: That's a yeah. really nice way to put it and now you have now you have this peaceful baby girl. Um when you're composing films, maybe I if you're composing films maybe about like um a mother-daughter relationship, for instance, um now you have your own child. Does that like change the process? Do you see it in a different light at all? Um I think having a child,
1: you know, it's definitely changes your life in some way and probably in some subconscious way it has maybe changed me or my approach but I, I, I won't know it though but yeah mm-hmm. bringing it back to
0: the industry in general what are some changes that you would like to see in the future regarding you know more diversity and inclusion uh, within the music department
1: I mean I'm really hoping to see more women that are, are producing music mixing mastering and and in the in the more music technology side I would love to have more women to call if I need you know to mix my score or mix my music more more female producers so I would I would love to see a change in that
2: And with young people trying to get into the industry and do the role that you have, what advice would you give to them? Uh, For making film music?
1: I would say it's most important to make your own music and just be your own voice and be an artist and surround yourself with creative people and do ever like whatever works or or projects that come your way, do them and get the experience. Get to know maybe young directors that are studying, collaborate, dancers, visual artists, get experience in that field, but mostly most important is to to write your own work. Mm -hmm.
0: Because obviously you also um, you make your own music as well. Uh, How how different is that process? Obviously making music that tells a story that's already been decided is probably very different from deciding your own story you want to tell through your music. Um, But now again, you started with music before film scoring. so, so, I was wondering, obviously, just as you said, uh people should create their own music first the The very thing about music that keeps you going, keeps you wanting to continue to do this job um what w- what is that
1: oh, that's a very hard question <laughs> like, i I don't like know if anyone really knows what it is to drive you it's just it's just kind of what you do, and there's something within that you know urges you to continue do it doing it but I mean I don't know what it is because it's really really hard yeah <laughs> <laughs> and easier paths to choose <laughs> I guess it's just you know
0: when you have that one thing you just have it and you can't you can't shake it uh, even if you stop for a while then you will come back to it and there's not maybe you won't ever know the reason for it but but it's just part of you And at some point, you just have to embrace it. Now, for filmmakers like directors and and producers, what some advice you would give them in relation to the music department? Because I can imagine, again, as we're bearing it back, music is often something uh, I think a lot of people who are new filmmakers may think of as like a, a last minute thing. But it's such a huge part of the movie still. So, what's something you would really encourage them to remember as they are making their films and looking to get music on their film?
1: Yeah, it is very important. And like you said, that you know you love this film that has very little music, and so do I. I think most of the time, when you have good filmmaking and a good story, you know, the, you don't need a lot of music. And when it comes, it's special and it serves a purpose in the film. Um, so I think, yeah, no matter what, I think a good director will will think about all these details in the process, you know, before making a film. But definitely a beginner's mistake, I think, to, to suddenly realize when you have a film fully edited that you need some music.
2: <laughs> yeah, same, I have. Um, I'm curious, um, with film scores, do you have a favorite? Um, I always
1: get that question and I never know what to answer. No, I don't have a favorite film score.
0: (laughs) Do you listen to uh, film scores? Like I know you said that you don't listen to it while you're composing. I do the same when I'm writing. I try to not read other people's things because I want to make sure that I'm actually writing things that I'm like, it's my stuff. It's not somebody else's that I'm like copying or mirroring. Um, But do you listen to it just in your free time?
1: To be completely honest, I think I almost never listen to soundtracks. Really? Yeah, but I really do, I mean, I do check them out. If there's something that I watch that I think is cool, or I'm like, oh, this is a great score, I will check it out. But it's not really something that I I listen to. (laughs) That's really interesting.
0: Um, I I suppose you you don't ever listen to your own stuff then either.
1: Oh my God, no. (laughs) (laughs)
0: so what we always do is we ask about uh, women who have inspired you whether that's in like your personal life or your professional life is there anyone you want to give a shout out
1: um oh, oh my goodness I can't like uh there are a lot of women that inspire me just both in my life around me everyday life but I'm I mean I'm just inspired by women that are Doing badass things and, you know, just doing it, going for it, and women that are, you know, really good at what they're doing in the fields of arts is inspiring. I'm like, I want to be like that one day.
2: <laughs> you are like that. You are the badass. You are you're talking about. Is there any
0: um thing uh you want to say to? Young people out there who may be discouraged, whether that's soundtracks or just not soundtracks, statistics, sorry, (laughs) brain, Uh, by the statistics or just, you know, how specific it is to do film composing. Like, is there an advice for just keeping on going that you would
1: get? Absolutely. Just, you know, if this is something that makes you you know if it's something that you really want to do and you feel like it makes you happy there's no reason ever not to do it and it does the thing is that this is like a marathon it's you know it's it's gonna take some time and you just need to continue and you need to work hard and you know be around good people and 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 learn listen to good music not just film
2: scores,
1: take inspiration from elsewhere. Uh, and yeah, I, I actually I'm curious since music, like
0: have, have you been making a lot of music in this? Like, well, you said you weren't in lockdown there in Iceland, mm-hmm. but I, work, how has working been in the past few months? Cause it's been so different for everyone in like in different places of the
2: world.
1: It's probably different for everyone except for composers because we are always alone in our studio and there's literally no change. It's just same thing every day, and of course a very blessing to have projects going on, because I know it's been hard for people that are performing or relying, you know, on on sources from uh, elsewhere. But I am lucky to to be a studio rat so just you know behind my computer seeing <laughs> no people it's pretty pretty safe during covid
0: how how uh have you felt it affecting your creativity at all
1: um i mean we have been a little bit lucky here in iceland i think from what i've heard from my friends that are living in other countries that it's kind of COVID light over here. We, we've we had co- going to concerts, we go to movies and, you know, the gym, meet people and the bars are open. so it's, yeah, it's, it's very not, different. Not
2: I feel almost <laughs> bad saying it to
0: people. But. <laughs> no, it makes me feel good knowing that but some there, people out there are, you know, safe and can do whatever they want. Like that's really good. Like here, um, all right well um is there anything you want to
1: promote or plug like where can people find you um i just stopped using social media for a while Mm -hmm. but i do do have an instagram under my name that i I check maybe once a month no that's good that's good i do have a website but you know i know it's important as an artist that you need to connect and show your work so i will i'm just trying to to get offline a little bit, too, to get some space for creativity. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Exactly. It's amazing. You realize that it's like a constant noise in your head and you're constantly taking in information. So when you let it go for a while, you're, you know, you feel a little bit bored, which is nice and I think is important for creativity.